I'm Carol Speakerman, and this is Speakerman Speaks Retail, presented by MarketScale. Hey everyone, it's Carol and welcome to episode 20 of Speakerman Speaks Retail, where we navigate retail from now to next by tracking my latest retail trajectories and through interviews with experts who are charting the course. I'm here to break down what really matters in retail right now and to make it simple for retail stakeholders like you to pursue big retail B2B programs. And that's going to be our focus today. One big overlooked power play in your retail positioning. Call it thought leadership, know-how, or just retail smarts. But so many of the supplier companies that I work with and speak to every day tell me that it's missing in their organizations. And usually they're pretty embarrassed about it. But they shouldn't be, because the chances are they're overestimating what it takes to achieve it. Thought leadership is super important, but it's also much simpler than you think. I've been talking about the importance of retail thought leadership forever. To send the message that you get this retail thing in every meeting, no matter who on your team is directing the action, and no matter who's sitting on the other side of that Zoom screen. And to be able to do it from a confident, neutral perspective without pitching. I call this setting the landscape, and it's the first step in my platform positioning process because it's just that important and powerful, and because these days, it's been possible to compete just on features and benefits. It's impossible to compete just as a generic supplier, and just selling stuff is no longer good enough. Most suppliers wish it were, and too many suppliers pretend that it is because that gives them an excuse to skip over this thought leadership piece and go right back into their comfort zone, pitching. This is a huge mistake, because when you're self-conscious about what you perceive as your lack of retail knowledge, you're erecting an imaginary barrier between you and your prospects. You're basically just saying, we're going to leave that to them. So you're over there on the other side, waiting with bated breath for your chance to start your pitch, because that's where you're most comfortable. But when you do that, you're giving up your edge. I call this retail imposter syndrome. It's really common, but we're going to talk about how you can cure it, how you can break down that barrier and easily build a bridge of knowledge and context that'll immediately set you apart from your pitch-happy competitors in meetings, in your content marketing, and in all of the conversations that you have in the industry. But let's start talking about the why, all the reasons why thought leadership, or what I call setting the landscape, is such a power play. Then we're going to get into what it looks like and how to pull it off. And I'm even going to give you some homework so that you can put it to work right after the podcast. Those of you who've listened to the podcast, attended my presentations, and definitely those of you who've worked with me know that the concept of platform positioning is fundamental to everything that I do. From my last episode, one of my top 2020 retail resolutions was to lean into your platform leverage, to stop acting like a company that just sells stuff and start to position to your prospects platforms. These platforms include new formats and business models, data, content, partnerships, acquisitions, and so much more. But all that complexity presents opportunities. Defining the landscape and setting the context for the environment that you and your retail partners operate in is step one. In other words, thought leadership and big picture thinking goes right to the front of the line. But like all five steps in my process, it informs your corporate positioning, which includes your marketing, your white papers, your industry presentations, web content, and so on. But it also parlays to your prospect and customer meetings. 
This is true of all the steps in the process because you want your corporate positioning and your business development process to reinforce one another. One of the biggest problems that I see in retail B2B business development is sales and marketing being at odds. They have two totally different stories and no uniform process to unite them and align them with what retailers care about. So we're going to talk about how the landscape step applies to both your marketing and your business development. But before we do, I want to introduce an important concept, hierarchies. The building blocks in my process are basically about establishing effective hierarchies, and the sequencing of the steps is just as important as the steps themselves. So establishing the proper hierarchies puts everything in its place, rather than giving equal weight to all kinds of ideas. Putting your thought leadership, that landscape step, right in front in your marketing and in your business development process is one of the most powerful moves you can make. Don't worry, you can definitely talk about yourself and sell your stuff, but that goes further down in the hierarchy. It's a later step. The landscape step sets the scene for you to talk about yourself later. Because when you own the fact that selling isn't about your products or services, It's about who you're selling to, starting with the landscape step, acknowledges and works with that natural hierarchy. So let's talk about the corporate side of your landscape step. Using the landscape step to pump up your corporate positioning allows you to immediately take the focus to a strategic level and elevate your content to thought leadership, authority, and just plain being helpful. That puts your corporate positioning ahead of 99.9% of companies that just don't have the confidence, the patience, or the authority to do it. They've got that imposter syndrome. Most of what they're putting out is me, me, me. It's all just a thinly veiled pitch that's disconnected from what their prospects really care about. Now, I've gotten into some pretty spirited conversations with CEOs who try to convince me that their pitches are thought leadership. Once we walk through the process, they start to realize how self-interested they were coming across and how narrow their perspective really was. I've also worked with some really great companies that have created awesome white papers, digital marketing campaigns, presentation decks, and investor materials that are based on having a handful of landscape elements as their lead-in. The confidence that radiates from these teams and the results that they're getting from doing this are so gratifying. But let's talk about what it means for you and how to go about it. When you address the retail landscape in your corporate content, you're talking about the big retail picture. And actually, the further away from your capabilities and assets, the smarter and more confident you're going to come across. To complete the landscape step for your corporate marketing, the big questions to answer are, what are your customers and the industries that you serve up against? What are your customers trying to accomplish, not necessarily in direct relationship to your products or services? Which retail dynamics are you corporately tracking? Where do you see retail going? And here's the big one. What is your neutral point of view on retail? In other words, from a thought leadership perspective, not with a bias or as a pitch. You want to come across as an authority, not as a thirsty salesperson or a marketing executive who's trying to make everything about you. So your homework for the landscape step for your corporate positioning is to answer those questions and arrive at five or six overarching retail dynamics that will start your landscape library. Ones that message your authority and thought leadership. Ones that show that you know what's really going on. 
I would suggest that out of six landscape bullets, and I do encourage you to start with bullets, and then you can flesh them out as quick talking points. Three of the six can tie into what you do, but they still should be focused on your customer's goals. And the other three can be detached. Remember to keep them neutral and not think of them as an opportunity to pitch. The retail trajectories that you've heard me cover in so many of my podcast episodes and that form the framework of my keynote presentations, they're a perfect plug-in for this landscape step. In my workshops and consulting projects, we actually build landscape libraries together, and you can curate them for your presentation decks. This is an immediate differentiator, and here are a few examples. Think about a company that sells data capabilities or merchandising services addressing the acceleration in private brands. Think about a company that sells apparel, talking about how retail organizations are getting flatter and the need to speed up decision-making. How about a food products company, talking about the rise in multi-format retail? All of these are relatable, relevant, and linkable, but they're not obvious or pitchy. When you heard them, were your gears already turning about how you could link these ideas? Do you see how straying from the obvious pitch points and delaying a this is why you need us spiel is such a better lead in? Now, I said this was simple and it really should be. We're talking about light touches. You don't need encyclopedic depth. That's a big myth and it's one of the myths that keeps folks from pursuing thought leadership. Your goal is to exhibit awareness of truths that impact their world and challenging your organization to align your value with what they care about. When it comes to incorporating the landscape step in your business development process and your presentation decks, just as it makes sense to look at what's trending on Google and piggyback onto it, setting the landscape here is a way of doing the same thing. Think of it this way. If all your prospects and customers are talking about certain things and you're snapping your finger saying, no, look over here, or let me explain why we're talking about this other thing, or if you're jumping into a pitch, you lose. Opening your meetings by setting the landscape ensures that you don't feel like you're forcing yourself on them and instead that you're being useful and thoughtful and helpful. It puts them and you at ease and it kicks everything off with confidence. In your presentation decks, the landscape is literally your first slide. In fact, many of my clients just use that header, landscape, or retail landscape, and it works just great. This should simply be bullets that kick off your presentation. I recommend no more than three or four landscape bullets, preferably stated in no more than three or four words each, that creatively articulate some of those big picture retail dynamics that you're tracking. One or two can tie into what you do, but the others should be hot-button initiatives that are not obviously connected to what you sell. For your business development, your homework is to extract three or four bullets from your initial corporate landscape library that you're going to use to set the tone in your presentations. Because remember, you want those marketing elements and those corporate positioning elements to agree with and align and even get repeated in your business development. Think of this as a semi-customized element because you're going to want to curate these elements to correlate with the initiatives that your specific prospects have. But remember, from a neutral perspective, think of these as completing the sentence, some of the dynamics that we're tracking right now, or here's what we're seeing. But remember, it's not a pitch slide. It's super effective to pair your knowledge of retail with your knowledge of their initiatives right at the beginning. 
This can sound something like, you know, we're seeing another big private brand boom right now. It's accelerating. And you guys are a great example of this. Adding four new brands just this year, and one of them driving 30% growth. Wow, congratulations on that. Do you see how correlating what they're doing with your thought leadership can be a real power opening? I just spoke with one of my workshop clients just last week. She's VP of sales for a multi-brand consumer products company. And she was thrilled that one of her top prospects started smiling right when they kicked off with their landscape talking points. Her prospect told her that he had just been talking about all of that that morning with their top leadership in a town hall. But it immediately set the right tone and it smoothed the way for her to start talking about what they do and why they do it. It instantly sent the message that my client has her finger on the pulse. So to wrap things up, just as retailers have to create an experience that sets them apart from all those other guys who just sell stuff, you have to engineer an experience for them that does the same thing. At a time when capabilities are a short-lived advantage, the way you tell your story, the chapters in that story, and how they're sequenced can make a real difference. You need an edge. And thought leadership and establishing the landscape is the first step in sharpening that edge. I love cracking the code on retail positioning opportunities. And if you want to learn more about my platform positioning workshops, trainings, and presentations, or if you're building out content for upcoming thought leadership events for your clients, ping me directly at carol at speakermanretail.com. And you can check my schedule on my site under speaking at speakermanretail.com. Thank you for listening in today. I've got some exciting trajectories and interviews planned for you up ahead, so I hope you'll stay tuned. See you next time, and happy selling.